0: Welcome to Sundays from St. Rocks for the fourth Sunday of Lent. I am Father Michael Gallagher, the parish priest at St. Rocks in Glenaris, Victoria. I hope that this podcast will help you and your families spend some time in prayer as you keep Sunday as a holy day. You will hear the readings from the day, a short homily and a few prayers. Throughout the podcast, there will be periods of silence. Take those moments to think about the words you have heard in the scriptures and to talk to God in your own words. I now invite you to find a comfortable place to settle yourself down for prayer. Let's begin by taking a few slow, deep breaths to help calm our minds and hearts. Remember that you are in the holy presence of God, that he sees you, that he hears you. Tell God what is on your mind and heart today. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and seek the Lord's forgiveness. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, Grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God ever and ever. A reading from the second book of Chronicles. All the heads of the priesthood, and the people too, added infidelity to infidelity, copying all the shameful practices of the nations, and defiling the temple that the Lord had consecrated for himself in Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of their ancestors, tirelessly sent them messenger after messenger, since he wished to spare his people and his house. But they ridiculed the messengers of God, they despised his words, they laughed at his prophets, until at last the wrath of the Lord rose so high against his people that there was no further remedy. They burned down the temple of God, demolished the walls of Jerusalem, set fire to all its palaces, and destroyed everything of value in it. The survivors were deported by Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon. They were to serve him and his sons until the kingdom of Persia came to power. This is how the word of the Lord was fulfilled that he spoke through Jeremiah. Until this land has enjoyed its Sabbath rest, until seventy years have gone by, it will keep Sabbath throughout the days of its desolation. And in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, to fulfil the word of the Lord that was spoken through Jeremiah. The Lord roused the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, to issue a proclamation and to have it publicly displayed throughout his kingdom. Thus speaks Cyrus, king of Persia. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has ordered me to build him a temple in Jerusalem, in Judah. Whoever there is among you of all his people, may his God be with him. Let him go up. The Word of the Lord. psalm 136 by the rivers of babylon there we sat and wept remembering zion on the poplars that grew there we hung up our harps. for it was there that they asked us our captors for songs our oppressors for joy sing to us they said one of zion's songs oh how could we sing the song of the lord on alien soil If I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. O let my tongue cleave to my mouth, if I remember you not. If I prize not Jerusalem above all my joys. reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Ephesians. God loved us with so much love that he was generous with his mercy. When we were dead through our sins, he brought us to life with Christ. It is through grace that you have been saved and raised us up with him and gave us a place with him in heaven in Christ Jesus. This was to show for all ages to come through his goodness towards us in Christ Jesus, how infinitely rich he is in grace. Because it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith, not by anything of your own, but by a gift from God, not by anything that you have done, so that nobody can claim credit. We are God's work of art, created in Christ Jesus to live the good life, as from the beginning, He had meant us to live it. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, The Son of Man must be lifted up as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. No one who believes in him will be condemned, but whoever refuses to believe is condemned already, because he has refused to believe in the name of God's only Son. On these grounds is sentence pronounced, that though the light has come into the world... Men have shown they prefer darkness to the light, because their deeds were evil. And indeed, everybody who does wrong hates the light and avoids it, for fear his actions should be exposed. But the man who lives by the truth comes out into the light, so that it may be plainly seen that what he does is done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. The conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus draws our minds to the distinction between light and darkness. When it is dark, we can't see well. This can be dangerous if we have to move around and can't see obstacles that may be in our way. We don't know what's in front of us. We can't see other people. People get away with things in darkness. The effects of light are directly the opposite. We can see what's in front of us, who's around us. This makes us feel confident and secure. Before the word became flesh and began teaching, the people of this world were living in spiritual and intellectual darkness. They had some idea of God and his ways, but it wasn't all clear. They could be confused easily by the world around them. Jesus changed all of this. Those wanting to follow God's will could now walk in the light of faith. They could understand themselves more clearly and the purpose for which God had made them. Thanks to the revelation of Jesus Christ in this world, we too can know God and understand his will in our lives. We can walk in the light. But we also have the free will to return to darkness. When we sin, we darken that light in our souls and in our minds. God's teaching and his will in our lives are obscured. We are not as happy when we are overshadowed by sin. We can also get confused by the world around us. Our false gods are money, power, pleasure. We can be tempted to hide our faith from the world and be embarrassed about it, like Nicodemus was seeing Jesus under the cover of night. Sometimes we can feel uncomfortable when we pray, or when we think about God, and we distract ourselves with other things. This can be because in getting closer to God, we see more clearly the ways in which we are sinning, and being attached to the pleasure that those sins seem to bring us, we try to ignore God out of fear that we might have to change. That's why the gift of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation, is such an extraordinary gift When we have sinned, we can come back to Christ, have our sins absolved, and remove the darkness from our souls and minds immediately. All we need to do is present ourselves to Him with genuine sorrow for our sins. Lent is about turning back, allowing Christ to remove us again from any darkness in our lives. We confess our sins, open our hearts to receive His grace fully and pray for the courage to profess our faith boldly in the light of day for all to see. We are God's work of art, created in Christ Jesus to live the good life as from the beginning he had meant us to live it. When we were dead in our sins, God brought us to life in his Son, lifted up on the cross for us. Through that crucified Redeemer, let us draw near to our loving Father. For the Church on her pilgrimage in this world, especially the suffering Church of Silence, let us pray to the Lord. For mercy and justice among peoples of different creeds and cultures, let us pray to the Lord. For men and women who show that they prefer darkness to light in their evil deeds, let us pray to the Lord. For those among us who are putting off making their confessions because of fear, laziness or pride, let us pray to the Lord. For our sick and for all who have passed from this life into the mercy of God, let us pray to the Lord. Now offer up your own prayers, either out loud or in the silence of your hearts. We sum up all these spoken prayers and the silent prayers of our hearts as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. As we conclude our time of prayer, unite your hearts to the words of this spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us in prayer this Sunday. We hope you join us again next Sunday. God bless.